How the heck do you grow a podcast and use it to grow the rest of your content? How do you even get started and how can you use it to collaborate with other creators to get your content in front of more people? That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going hard into podcasting. We're going to talk all about starting your podcast, the triad that you need to pay attention to, and the formats and strategies that you need in order to have an amazing, amazing show. So let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. We're going to be continuing our series today where we're talking about how to grow. We've covered how to grow on YouTube, how to grow on Twitter, how to grow on Instagram. This week, we're going to be talking about how to start, use, and grow your podcast. Next week, we'll be talking about how to use streaming to blow up the rest of your content. And then we're going to talk about growing and managing a community and getting into the like side business of everything. So how to make a side business, how to uh, create an entire ecosystem of content, monetize it all. That's whenever we're going to get on a little bit more on the professional side of this journey. But I have something really cool for you. We have a a really cool idea that someone in my six-week group coaching program, Dreamstream Academy, mentioned. Uh, And this person said that it would be cool if we did a second episode every week where we answered questions that you all had about the episodes. So something that I'd really like to start this week is that second episode that I've been talking about for the longest time. For over a year now, I've been wanting this podcast to go from one podcast episode per week to one full-length episode and a shorter episode of just like a bite-sized piece of information that could help you throughout your journey as a streamer. And I'm really happy and excited because... I never would have thought of this idea by myself. This person really, really helped me out. And I can't wait to hopefully get started. I hope that you all have questions about the episodes from now on. So here is how this is going to work. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to use podcasting, how to use podcasting to blow up on Twitch or Mixer. And I want you to... Come up with any questions that you have from the episode. If you ever think of anything, I know for a lot of you, you're driving, so don't do this while you're driving, but if you're in the gym or if you are doing dishes or something, make either a mental note or do this action immediately and just tweet at me or post in your Instagram stories and tag me or DM me somewhere. I'd prefer it if you did this through social media because everywhere else is just absolutely chaos for me. So let's say, yes, tag me in a tweet or tag me in Instagram stories. It's way more likely I'm going to see it if it's on Instagram stories and just ask me the question. It can be in text. It can be in a video. But if you do this and you ask me a question through social media, I'm going to answer your question in these shorter podcast episodes. These are going to come out on Mondays, I believe. They'll be up Monday mornings. 
And I'll also talk a little bit about your stream. So if you tag me in something, I want to be able to actually go to your channel, see what you do, promote you just a little bit to everyone, and ask your question and answer it for you in this shorter episode. The reason that I want to do this is because I want this to feel a little bit more like a community. I want you all to know who else out there listens to this show and who else is on this same journey as you. And I also want to help y'all get in front of more people. Um, and I want to make sure that the information here, we're not missing any like crucial pieces. So if I've talked about, you know, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and you have this huge question, you're like, well, she didn't talk about this. She didn't answer this. I feel like that's a disservice to you because there's, there's huge piece that I forgot. So I do my best to really cover as much as possible in these episodes, but I know that there's stuff as there always is. Everyone always has questions. So make sure that you tweet them at me. I prefer if you tag me in your Instagram stories and let me know. I'll put you all in these newer episodes. They'll be coming out once a week as well. Let's say for this first one, since I know a lot of you aren't going to have questions about podcasting because you're probably more focused on YouTube or social media right now. Let's say for this first one, you can ask me any questions that you've had about this podcast whenever we went over YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, or podcasting. If you have any questions about those four, tweet them at me, tag me in your Instagram stories, and we'll do like a mega mashup for this first episode. Sound good? Okay, cool. (laughs) I hope that you really like that idea. I'm really excited to see if it's something that we all enjoy together. If it's something that actually works and we do like, we'll continue with it. If you're not about this, I mean, I'm going to know pretty quickly because it is going to be obvious if people are tagging me and stuff or if they're not. If we don't enjoy it, we won't do it. And that's totally fine. But this is an idea that we have. Let's try it. We'll see what happens. Okay, so now podcasting. You might feel like you don't really need a podcast, but this format is perfect for some of you out there. And if you're listening to this podcast already, you obviously already have some kind of interest in this medium. Having an interest in the types of content that you're creating is really, really important because if you're miserable the entire time you're making it, you're not going to stick with it. So for some of you, this is a format, this is a medium that you need to explore a little bit. For some of you, though, you're going to be really tempted by it, but it's not going to be a right fit. I usually like to start out these episodes by talking about what the type of content is that we're going to be talking about. So we explained like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, I don't think that I really need to explain what a podcast is considering you are listening to this. Um, essentially just a, a general overview, I guess it is a, um, a like spoken format of content where it's purely based on listening. So anything that doesn't have a visual component, doesn't have a live streaming component, it is purely audio. Now, why should you have one? So first off, the big thing here is that podcasts have actually started showing up in Google search. So whenever you search for um, how to grow on Twitch, this podcast and specifically our next episode, because in the next run, we're going to talk about how to use streaming to blow up your content that could show up in Google search, which is absolutely 
huge. So you have your normal web pages that show up in Google search, YouTube videos show up in Google search, but, but gosh, podcasts show up in Google search now too. Another reason that you might want to have one is that they're really easy collaborative content. So this is something I used to do all the time whenever I was really, really focusing on streaming for your stream. Something that is huge for you is collaborating with other creators and a podcast is an amazing way to do that. So first off, a lot of people already have their own shows and you can use that as an opportunity to get yourself in front of more audiences. More audiences equals more exposure equals more potential viewers, assuming of course that your content is still something, your stream is still something that they want to stick around for because it's valuable. It's also really great to pull other communities into your own. So if you have someone on your your podcast, you essentially pull their community into yours and the two get to intermix for that episode. So for example, I had Cauliflower on the podcast uh, over a year ago now and having the Dragon Army and the Yam Fam come together, her community obviously being Dragon Army, mine being Yam Fam, uh, having both of those groups come together and be able to get to know each other and get to know each other's culture a little bit is really cool. It's really fun. And some people will make different connections or see friends in each other's chats. And so they know immediately, let's say the the people in cauliflower stream members of the dragon army that come into my stream and see their friends there they're like oh this is a place that i can actually hang out because i'm not going to feel like i'm the new kid and i'm completely alone here another reason is that you can actually stream them on twitch so this is huge 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 whenever we talk about collaborative content Yes, it's amazing to just have other streamers in your ecosystem and introduce yourself to other audiences, but it's even more powerful if you do this while you're live. So you have a, a huge opportunity to intermix between two different audiences or three or four different audiences, depending on the format of the show. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Streaming your show on Twitch is also a really good way to promote more listeners onto your podcast. So if people are really enjoying the show and they're they're like, oh, I want to I want to listen to previous episodes. I want to see who else they interviewed, what else they talked about. It's an easy, easy, easy way to just link the episodes, get more more listenership to your actual podcast because the next reason that you might want to have one is what if someday you can't stream as much as you are now? A podcast is a really great way to show up in someone's ears at all times. So some of you are listening right now while you're at the gym or you're doing the dishes or you're hanging out with the kids or you are moving. Uh, there's so many times in our lives where audio and traditionally radio has been the perfect medium for us, but you have the opportunity to get in to that same ecosystem. And the problem here is that a lot of us are focusing so much on streaming, which the value of that kind of content 
is only while it's live. So if someone can't show up to your actual stream while you are live, they miss out on your experience that you wanted to give them for that day. They miss out on developing a deeper relationship with you and a deeper relationship with your community for that day. If that happens so many times in a row, you're going to have people drop out of your community because they just can't show up at the times that you are available for them. So this is why having content like podcasting, YouTube, even social media is like a smaller version of this, but this is why you need content like this. It's for those people who just can't make it to your streams. Maybe one day your stream schedule has to change because you start going to school or you get a new job, or maybe you just get sick or you need to take a vacation. I guarantee you if I started streaming right now, because of this podcast, because of the YouTube channel, and because I'm still active on social media, we would instantly have probably, I don't know, at least 80 viewers. And I haven't streamed in three months. This is the power of using these types of macro content and these macro platforms in order to maintain your presence in the community. If your only content is your stream and then you stop streaming, you have almost zero presence. Of course, people are going to forget about you, not be tied into what you're doing, and they're going to have their needs and their loneliness, their need for a community fulfilled by somebody else because that's still a need that they have. So having something like this to keep them engaged in the meantime while you either take a break or maybe you just decide to stop streaming, that's totally okay too. Maybe this type of content feels more comfortable for you. Maybe you enjoy this way more. So being able to show up in someone's ears at all times. This next one is a huge one that I really want to talk about today because I find this to be very important. I think for a lot of you, you have nine to five jobs. You're probably listening to this on the way to work and you're like, dang, if only I was a full-time content creator and I could focus on the podcast, the stream, the YouTube, all the social media, if I could keep up with all of it, that would be really, really awesome. And podcasting is a fantastic, easy, easy way to keep up with content and to stay consistent. It is hands down the easiest macro content to stay consistent with. So macro content here means podcasting, YouTube, and streaming. It's really the big three. It's that triad of content that takes a ton of time and energy and effort to create something for. With streaming, obviously you're streaming for a few hours, a few days a week, and that really, really adds up Fast. And the repurposability of your streaming content is really, really good. But generally, a lot of us don't spend the time like making clips and promoting them on social media and blah, 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 doing that entire process, even though we should. That's something that we should definitely be utilizing. YouTube, we have to film while we're not streaming, or even if we film it while we are streaming, there's still additional editing process, research to make sure that you get your title right, your thumbnails right, and then learning that platform because it's such a hugely different skill set from streaming. Every, not every single streamer, but most streamers are going to find the transition to YouTube pretty difficult because you're being forced to develop a completely new skill set from what streaming has taught you. However, with podcasting, they intermix so perfectly. Whenever you stream, you're constantly talking anyways. You already know how to do this. You know how to uh, monologue in this way. 
It's also really easy to repurpose podcasts from your stream. So I could easily turn on my stream right now, talk through this episode with you, and just save it as I am or record it from Streamlabs OBS as I'm streaming it and then just send it to Paige, our podcast editor, have her work on it in the background and then I upload it. It takes probably five minutes, 10 minutes of additional work if I live stream the actual shows. So it's very easy to stay consistent versus something like YouTube, which takes hours and streaming, which obviously takes hours and hours and hours. This is a really great way to appear in search, to be searchable, to participate in algorithms, to have content that is going to maintain your presence in the community, and it's a really, really easy way to accomplish all of that. But that being said, not everyone should have a podcast. As I said earlier, there are some of you who are in the nine to five right now and you have a very limited time between your job, your family, your your um, your hobbies, everything else that you've got going on there. You have a very limited time for content. And this might be something that isn't a really good fit for your style. Obviously, all streamers should be streaming. You should be streaming probably about three days per week. I truly believe in the power of YouTube as well. I think it's one of the most important platforms for growing awareness of yourself, your content, your community, and helping you transform people, be searchable, appear in algorithms, all of that. It is incredibly powerful because so many people are using it. Everyone knows about YouTube. It's kind of becoming an expectation in the streaming community as well. I know a lot of you are starting YouTube channels. With a podcast, it's going to work really well for someone who can go very, very deep on specific topics. So if you can talk for a long time about anything, social media, the games that you play, your life, relationship advice, food, fitness, animals, whatever you truly love and whatever you are trying to build a brand on, a podcast might be a really good fit for you. And like I said, it adds a very small amount of time to your uh, outside of streaming work hours. In terms of who shouldn't have one, it's people who cannot talk at this level, if you find it very difficult to speak and to come to conclusions for to come to conclusions that are helpful for people in terms of helping them uh, become educated, get entertained, like whatever that looks like, this might not be a great medium for you. If you want to focus more on learning how to develop the visual storytelling skill set that YouTube is going to teach you, the most powerful platform is going to teach you, you should definitely use your time there. If you have the additional time and you have to choose between YouTube or podcasting, I still think that YouTube is the platform that you should be focusing on. But if you have a little bit of additional time and brain space, this is a very, very good medium. Brain space is really important to say as well because streaming is like 
so much information flying at you constantly. You have all the chat, you have all the game stuff, you have all of the million things that you have to monitor whenever you're actually streaming. So streaming takes up a ton of mental energy. I don't know about y'all, but whenever I finish streams, I have to lay on the floor for like 30 minutes. It is so draining for me. YouTube is kind of similar. It's it's not to the extent that streaming is where you get so socially worn out, but it still does take a lot of time. I used to say YouTube doesn't really take that much time. It actually really, really does if you're doing it the right way because you have to research. That's a huge component that I used to not really do at all. I just kind of thought, what would my audience care about as far as titles go? And I would never research titles, but you have to put in the research, the energy, the effort into your videos. You have to be engaging with that community there to the same extent that you're engaging with people on Twitch. So Twitch and YouTube are pretty much the same workload. You're doubling your workload typically if you start a YouTube channel. Obviously, there are ways to lessen that workload, to lighten the load um, by either hiring an editor or just deciding that there are specific things that you're not going to focus on at all. But your mental space in general is really important. And I do think if you crowd your mental capacity by trying to stream, have a podcast, and have a YouTube channel, and do all of your social media, and you have a nine-to-five job and a family, that's going to be so much. There are some people out there who can do it, but it's not a switch that you can flip and then overnight it's just a, a process that's going to work out for you. Like you're just going to be a total god at maintaining all of these platforms. I will say it definitely gets easier with time. And there are a lot of strategies whenever you start to feel overwhelmed, like you have to back off. So there are a lot of strategies like that that you can learn to try and prevent yourself from getting overwhelmed in that way. But your mental space and your mental capacity is something that I truly believe all content creators need to protect because whenever we have the space to be able to think and not feel overwhelmed, we have a lot more space for creativity. We have the ability to focus and improve our content. If you're just putting stuff out everywhere all over the place, but you're not focusing on improving it and you don't know how to um, you can't you can't find the time to pay attention to what people are saying about how you can improve it or what sucks or you can't tune into your own intuition because you're just so overwhelmed with the 50 other million things that you have to do, then that is a big signal that you need to back off and start focusing on specific platforms as opposed to trying to dominate just everything. So protect your mental space. If you cannot add another platform because of the position you're in in life, don't worry about it. You will be able to add more content to your ecosystem as time goes on and you feel your mental space, your mental capacity start to free up a little bit because you get so used to streaming and doing YouTube and managing social media. It does get easier, but you have to give yourself time. Okay, now all of that being said, let's talk about the actual ways that you can make a podcast and how you can uh, make it searchable and have it be found and how to make good descriptions and content format, all that kind of stuff. First off, where do you host this thing? 
If you've listened to the show by now, you have. You've probably heard my ads for Anchor. I think Anchor, hands down, is the number one place to host a podcast. There are a lot of other options for this. There's like Libsyn is something that people used for a long time. Um, it I mean, I guess technically all podcast upload platforms really rely on RSS, but with Anchor, the reason that I like it so much more than any other platform is because if you use Libsyn, you use another podcast host, you are responsible for uploading your podcast to all of these other platforms. But Anchor's awesome because it does it for you. So this podcast exists on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere that you can get a podcast, this show exists. And it is so nice that I don't have to go around to 15 different podcast platforms and upload this show. Another good thing about Anchor is you are immediately able to start making money from your podcast. Yes, it's crazy. They have such an awesome sponsorship system. So essentially what happens is you go to anchor.fm, you log into your dashboard and you can see, and then you go over to money. So there's this little subsection. You can see the sponsorships that you're being sent. Um, I can actually read off the CPMs for you right now. So Anchor is a $17.50 CPM. Spotify is $17.50 CPM. I have another one that I've been sent called Talk Money with Mesh Lakani podcast. So some podcaster is paying to advertise their show on other podcasts. That's a $20 CPM. Uh, there are some charity ones that come through. So there was a Shelter Pets one. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't actually see those in time before they ended, but they usually average around, oh, the, the first Anchor one that I got was a $10 CPM. The Flipboard one was a $15 CPM. Spread Shop was one that I didn't get to. Um, that was a $25 CPM. And CPM is cost per mill. So that's how much money you're going to make per 1,000 listens to your show. So it seems like a lot. 1,000 listens can feel like it's kind of excessive. For those of you who just start, you're going to be getting like, I don't know, 10 listens maybe. But it can definitely build up. And once again, there's good discoverability. You get found in Google. You get found in all of these other places, right? So it's something that builds up with time. Let me talk a little bit about the beginning of my show since we're kind of in this subject anyways. The first episode that I posted was October uh, 11th of 2017. And I talked about my experience with Dota 2 misogyny. So there was like something going on in the Dota, uh, Dota community at the time. And I, as a, a leader of like a women's community in that games community, felt like I had to, to talk a little bit about what was going on. And so I uploaded that episode. That episode has since been removed, so you shouldn't actually see it in our episode history because it just doesn't fit with what the show actually is. But this was when Anchor had just come out, and I wanted to try it out and see what the platform was like. And then something else just decided to happen that I felt like I could talk about for a little while. 
and then I just made the episode. This episode got one play, one listen, and I'm pretty sure it was myself. (laughs) So the first episode that I posted, I had one play. Around this time, I probably had like... I don't know, 3,000 followers on Twitter or so. Um, I obviously didn't get partnered on Twitch or even start really doing well on Twitch until uh, about a year and a half or wait, is that six months later? May 2018? Yeah, so about six months later. So this first episode was very bad. The second episode I posted on... Uh, it looks like, uh, 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 why can't I, it won't let me click on, okay, whatever. So it looks like the second one was November 1st, and this one was called How to Network at Conventions. I was working for Amazon at the time. I was doing uh, delivery driving for them, and I was doing a restaurant shift for them at the time, and I had a long period between deliveries that I had to make, and so that time period that I had that I was just sitting in the car, I would actually just use my phone and film this podcast episode. So I would just do it through audio, through the app on Anchor. It was very quick, very easy. This episode had four plays. Four. All other episodes, zero plays. The next one is November 15th. So by this point, uh, I guess I uploaded two podcasts this week. I had How to Network at Cons, Self-Care is Everything, How to Take Care of Yourself as a Streamer, something like that. The next one was Make More Money on Twitch. Make More Money got 19 plays. Self-Care got eight plays. How to Network at Cons got five plays. All other episodes got three plays. So we were sitting around like 35 plays for that. The next week was how to make your chat active, make more money on Twitch, self-care is everything. Same again, about 35 plays. And it continued like that for about six months. We didn't really get above 30 plays for six months, y'all. So if it takes a little bit of time for your show to start getting traction initially, don't worry. That is Totally, totally normal. I wish that you could see this graph now. Maybe I'll try to show it on Twitter soon at some point because I put a ton of effort into this podcast whenever it first started. There's eight episodes consistently in a row, and then I dropped off a couple of episodes, published six more, dropped off a couple, published three, and that At that point, we were averaging right around 250 plays, but that was basically the first year of the podcast to get to 250 plays. Now we are very high above that, which is freaking awesome, but it takes a little bit of time. And you also have to think that at this time, I hadn't really developed the Stream Coach brand. It was something that I was just starting. We didn't really have the traction, the momentum that we have now. We didn't have the community that we have now, the audience that we have now. And it was something that I truly believed in and I kept with because I said, this is content that people need. There is not someone out there that is interviewing streamers or sharing information for streamers. And so sometimes really all it takes is it's just time. It just takes time, y'all. But the average podcaster is going to give up after seven episodes, seven episodes, Just get your podcast to the eighth episode and see if you still enjoy it. Do a mental check-in at episode eight and be like, yes, I want to continue or no, I don't want to continue. 
Okay, so Anchor is amazing. You also have a lot of stats that you can see. Next, we need to talk about the actual components of your podcast. So we have the title of the podcast, the description of your podcast, the actual podcast content and format, and then we've got episode titles and episode descriptions. So first off, your title of your show. This is your number one keyword. This is literally how people are going to be finding your show. If they're searching in Google, Google is going to rank the title of your podcast before anything else. Your episode titles are still really important, but your number one keyword is your title. So I see people make this mistake a lot where they name their show something that's completely ambiguous, like the golden orange or something. I don't know how I came up with that. (laughs) The golden orange. And that's not searchable. No one's searching for the golden orange on Google. So you have to think, what is the target audience that I'm going after? What are they searching for? For. If you want to create a podcast for the autism community, maybe you want to make it searchable by calling it on the spectrum or something. I, I don't know. Whatever type of audience that you want to cater to, that you want to create for, you need to think like what's something super basic that they are searching for. So the title can be a little bit ambiguous, but you also have to back it up with other keywords. So the title of this podcast is actually technically Stream Coach, and then there's a colon, and it says Twitch Stream Tips, Partner Interviews, Pro Advice. And the word Twitch is the third word in the title, which means that if someone is searching on Google or on other podcast platforms and all they do is search Twitch, this podcast is going to pop up. If they search for Stream Coach, if they search for Twitch Podcast, this is really likely to pop up in Google search results because we made the title what it is. So if you can't find a way to incorporate that keyword, which is just a search term, if you can't find a way to incorporate that search term at the very, very beginning of your title, at least put it in later on as just a little bit of keyword um Edition, right? So, stream coach colon Twitch stream tips, partner interviews, pro advice. It's really important that you try to put the most important search terms in the very beginning of your title, but you're not always going to be able to do that. So, if you can't hold yourself to that quote unquote rule, it's okay. Just make it a little bit later on, but include it in your title somewhere. Next is your actual description. So a lot of people don't really do anything with their description. They'll just use a link or they'll say, come visit me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash insert person's name here, the golden orange. And <laughs> and that will be it because they don't want to put the time and energy into the actual description because they either don't know that it's important or they don't have the mental space to be able to worry about it. So We've got our description. It needs to be compelling and engaging. It needs to have a little bit of social proof in there about why your show is good for someone and why they should listen to it. In certain podcast platforms, your description is searchable. So you want to think of loading some search terms in there that are going to help your show do better in search. 
So for this show, our description is success on Twitch doesn't have to be hard. Every week, Ashney Christ, a Twitch partner with 200 plus average viewers, stream coach, and author featured in Ninja's book, gives you actionable advice to transform you into the successful live streamer you are determined to be. Through interviews with Twitch partners and solo episodes, Ashney uncovers what sets successful streamers apart from the rest. After the episode, the conversation continues on Twitter, at Ashney Christ, and in the Discord channel. And this way, it is compelling. There's a little bit of social proof because we talk about my achievements, and it is a little bit searchable too because the word Twitch is in there and Stream Coach is in there a few times. So put a little bit of effort and energy into your description. Make sure that you tell people why they should listen to you as the host, but also why they should listen to your show. The next thing we want to worry about is our content and our format. So whenever you get into Anchor for the very first time, you're going to set up your podcast. You're going to have your title, your description. You're going to get your podcast art, which we will talk about in just a second. But we're also going to make sure that our content and our format is figured out before we start recording our podcast episodes. So for some of you, the format that you're going to go for is exactly what this show is, which is interviews or solo episodes. I think for interviews, those are really the, the best way to introduce yourself to podcasting in general because it's not as reliant on you as the host. If you can't or are not comfortable with talking for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour on your own, you probably shouldn't jump immediately into having a solo show unless you really, really immediately want to develop that skill. But I do think that giving yourself some time to figure out the back end of podcasting, how everything works, what your content pipeline should look like, how to get everything up consistently before you focus on growing that skill set is really important. So you can prioritize the skill set that you want to focus on developing to free up that mental space a little bit. So some of you are going to want to start with interview shows. If you interview other streamers or other leaders in different industries, whatever you want to do, just make sure that they're people that are, one, reputable, two, they can add value. So something that I see that happens a lot with podcasts, specifically interview podcasts, is that you'll just invite your friends on your show, which is great. And I'm it, it's great to hear people having a good time together. But if you don't think about what specific value you're going to give your audience, your show is going to feel like you're just kind of listening to a conversation that doesn't really mean anything to you because it doesn't change your life as the listener at all. Some people do this with having one guest. Um, maybe it's like one friend that they bring on consistently. Uh, some people do this by having a roundtable show, which is uh, more than two guests. So you have three, four, or five guests. Um, and some people do this by just like having their friends on for interviews. Now, there are pros and cons to each one of these. Obviously, with the one-on-one -on -one interview, it's very easy to tell whose voice is whose. So you get introduced to the 
podcaster's voice in the beginning like intro of the actual podcast and then you have the guest who has a completely different voice so viewers or listeners are able to clearly distinguish between the two people who are talking whenever you start getting up to three four or five guests it can get very very confusing there are some uh, relatively well-known shows in the streaming space that have, you know, four or five guests onto their shows, and it can get very, very confusing. Those are typically not very fun shows to listen to because the audience can't keep the voices straight. So unless you are relatively experienced as a podcaster and you know how to balance all of those voices and how to remind your audience who the voices are, I don't recommend starting with that format, either a one-on-one format or if you can manage it, a solo show. So the roundtable shows do have a pro as well, though. I know we talked about how the con is that there's just so many voices. It can be chaotic. It is really good from the stream side. So if you have a one-on-one episode, that's only one streamer that only, right? But that's one streamer that comes on to your podcast, onto your stream. That's one additional community that you're introducing yourself and your content to and vice versa for them. With a roundtable show, you've got three different guests or four different guests and they bring their communities into the show too so the actual viewership of those episodes can be a lot larger but you have to think of what matters more for you and what is the goal of your podcast is it just to grow your stream viewership or are you protective of the listening experience in the podcast format as well do you want to make sure that whenever someone listens to it on google play stitcher wherever that it's still a great experience i highly recommend thinking about your podcast as something that's not just meant to grow your stream but it's meant to just grow your brand in general think about how you can make sure that the listening experience is very very good regardless of how many not how many people you have on it but make sure the listening experience is just good in general don't sacrifice listening experience just because you want to get those like handful additional viewers to your stream you can do that with some episodes but until you get more experienced you want to make sure that you are learning how to make an actually good podcast before you jump into adding in all of these uh, additional complications Another thing with your show that you want to think about is, so we think about format, like what types of, do we want to do interview shows, a solo show, do we want to do roundtable shows, you can mix and match, you can really switch it up constantly if you want to, but there has to be a consistent theme that brings all of these things together. Because if you do a solo show and it's about one thing and then you have roundtables the next week that are about another thing it can get very confusing for your listener. You want to have a consistent theme that is present in every single episode, and that comes down to knowing who your audience is, knowing what kind of audience you want to develop and you want to reach out to. So if you have an audience in mind, something that you can do is go to uh, Google or go to whatever 
platform you are listening to this episode on and just search for the keyword, search for that search term that you think that your podcast would be named or that people would find your podcast under whenever they search for it. So if I go to Spotify and I search Twitch, I know this is one of the first, if not the first podcast that pops up. So I know my name of my podcast and the amount of effort that I'm putting into it is doing really well because it's being found. It's the number one result, right? But you need to have that consistent theme. You need to know who you're going to be creating for. So do that little bit of research and see what is already out there, what their show is like, how you can improve on it, how you can do it a little bit different, how you can bring a fresh voice to it. Whenever it comes to the actual content, so you figure out the format of your show, you figure out the theme and the audience for it, the actual format or the actual content itself has to be structured in a very very specific way in order to keep people hooked and keep them listening throughout the entire episode. So as we talked about in our YouTube episode of this podcast... I talked about the hook intro. We talked about Sunny Leonard Doozy's hot script formula. So think of H-O-T. For those who didn't listen to that episode, it's basically hook outcome testimonial. So you think of something that you can say in the beginning to really hook people to your show. You say something that is an outcome as far as this is what you are going to get. This is how you're going to be transformed. And then you can use the T, which is the testimonial. It is either your experience of how you've done this before or your experience helping someone else who has done this before. So for this episode, a hook would be something like, do you want to learn how to grow your podcast as a streamer? An outcome would be, this episode is going to take you from knowing nothing about growing a podcast to knowing everything. And then the testimonial could be, I've grown this show to over 10,000 listeners for every single episode, and I'm going to teach you how you can do it too. So you don't need to include every single piece. You don't have to have all of those components. Sometimes that's too long. It's too much. But having that hook intro is really important. With podcasts, it's not as strict as YouTube. So on YouTube, people are very quick to leave your video and jump to the next one the second that they get bored. With podcasts, it's not quite the same. They give it a little bit of additional time because they're busy. They're driving somewhere. They have, uh, they're like looking at the window, looking at the trees, or they're exercising and they're in the middle of a set so they can't change. Maybe it'll get better before their set is over. So you have a little bit of additional time. With YouTube, this hook intro usually needs to last about 15 seconds. With podcasting, it's about 30 seconds. So you have this 30-second intro where you tease people what the value of the show is going to be, and then you have your branded intro. So if you want to use one of these, this usually lasts about 30 seconds as well. I feel like that's starting to change a little bit because that is a little bit long on a few podcasts that I listen to. So you might consider taking it down to like 15 or 20 seconds if you want to use a branded intro. But this is also a really good place that you can just put a little add in because you've already already teased the value. People are hooked into the idea of listening to this podcast. It's really good to put an ad here because they're at a a kind of 
not climax, but they're at like a high point in their desire, right? Like they really want to listen through this episode. So that's a good time for it. You don't want to drop an ad somewhere where their desire to listen to your episode is not very high because then they'll just leave. So you put your ad in there. And then you come on and you say, hey, everyone, welcome back to blah, blah, blah podcast. You do a little bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping means cluing your listeners in to what is going on with your podcast. Or if you're known enough, people know that you have other content. They know that you have this entire brand. You can also share about your brand there. So in the beginning of this episode, I talked about how you can tweet at me or tag me on Instagram if you have questions about previous episodes. And that was housekeeping. I want to keep you clued in to things that you can do to support the show, ways you can get extra value with the show, um, or maybe I want to talk about our Dreamstream Academy, our six-week coaching program, because this podcast is specifically to grow the Stream Coach brand. It's our way of kind of reaching out and being searchable in Google for our coaching program, all of our like coaching services and products and stuff. So you have your housekeeping section and then you just jump right into it. Housekeeping generally lasts maybe a couple of minutes. I know a couple of people, um, told me back in the day that our intros were way too long. This one was a little bit of a longer intro, but not necessarily the longest. Um, I think that it was, it was still relatively, concise? Probably not. I'm sure it wasn't very concise, but I wanted to make sure that you really got a a very clear picture of what I was trying to offer you and what I was trying to do for you. So this housekeeping on this episode was probably a little bit long. It was around five or six minutes. You usually want to keep it around two, two and a half or so. So you have your housekeeping, you jump right into the meat. The meat of your podcast is either the interview, the solo show, the, you know, whatever type of content that you're doing, the round table. And then after the meet, actually, you know what, during the meet, we need to talk about value. So for a lot of people, what they're doing is, like I said earlier, they're bringing on their friends to their podcast or they're just bringing people on and they're just like shooting the, the you know what about video games. And it's not really that valuable. It's not really teaching anybody anything that they haven't heard before. It's not information that they haven't gotten anywhere else. It's not anything fresh or new. It's not, there's not a unique take on it. And it's not very funny. I feel like a lot of people try to do those like funny roundtable video game podcasts. And it's pretty rare that those work out and those really grow because it's very competitive and everyone's kind of doing the same thing. So Making sure that the meat of your podcast is valuable, is helpful, is interesting, is entertaining, educates people is very, very important. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to keep people listening to your podcast for longer than like 15 minutes. They're going to tune out. But there are a lot of you who listen through this entire show every single time. You'll listen to the 30-minute episodes, the hour and a half episodes, and it's because the the meat of the actual episodes is pretty good to you. So you want to keep paying attention. You want to keep listening, but you have to make sure that you're consistently like delivering value during the meet. Otherwise, people aren't going to keep listening. If they feel like it's been a while since you've given them some really good information, they're going to drop off. 
I feel like a lot of you, your ears probably perked up there because I know if I heard that in a podcast, I'd be like, oh my God, that's a really good point. (laughs) I've totally done that with podcasts before. If you're struggling with uh, either people listening to your show or you are thinking about starting a show, keep in mind that the meat section of your podcast is really, really important because that's where all the value is. Then you've got the outro. So this is just a short like one or two minute piece where you say, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Just to let you know, our episodes come out this day, every week at this time and blah, blah, blah. And then you add your calls to action, your CTAs. For podcasting, the best way that you can really boost your podcast in search results and algorithms be recommended more is through reviews. This is really difficult because a lot of people listen to podcasts whenever they are doing something else, right? And they can't physically be in a stream or physically sit down and watch a YouTube video. So it's really difficult to convince someone to take action through your podcast. I obviously am trying to do this a little bit more by having that additional episode where y'all can ask questions, but something that is really important for you to talk about is trying to get people to leave a review for your show. If they listen to it on Apple Podcasts, they can easily review it on Apple Podcasts. They can also review it on Stitcher. If they have Android, they review it on Stitcher. If they have Apple, they review it on Apple Podcasts. But you need to make sure that you tell them and that they know that it is important for the health of your show. So you have to say something that kind of appeals to their emotion, like, Hey, if you found this episode helpful, I would really, really appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher if you're on Android. The reason for this is because it actually helps more people find the show. It's one of the best ways that you can support us if you want to help us be found by more people, impact more lives the way that you've been impacted. So please leave a review if you haven't already and make sure that you subscribe. We'd love to have you back every week at this time. Something like that to make sure that they know the reason that you're asking for reviews. It's not enough to just say you can review the show on on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It's just not enough. They're not going to take action like that. There has to be a reason why. There has to be a bigger because for someone to follow through on your CTAs. I just realized we haven't talked about your podcast art. So this is one of those basic components, just like the title of your podcast, the description, and the podcast art. That's kind of your triad of the things that you need to pay attention to in the very beginning whenever you first start your show. And this is not a section we'll spend a ton of time on. Basically, all you need to know is that it needs to be simple. It's not really worth using your face unless you have a recognizable face. Joe Rogan can use his. Everyone knows what Joe Rogan looks like. Um, someone who is really fit, Kim Kardashian could use hers. Everyone knows what she looks like. Obama could use his. Everyone knows what he looks like. Um, if you have a very well-known face, like you're a public figure, then it is useful, but otherwise you probably don't want to use your, your actual face in your podcast art. You also want to keep it relatively simple because these show up very, very small on mobile. A lot of the smaller details that you put into your art is not going to, um, is not going to appear in the actual 
podcast art on someone's phone. So make sure that whenever you create this art, you scale it down really, really, really small and make sure that it's still legible. It still stands out. If you use bright colors and gradients, those are typically uh, a couple of design elements that are just very obvious, even whenever they're small. Uh, and that will allow your, your podcast art to stand out a little bit more versus someone who puts a ton of smaller details into it, which are not going to be seen whenever you shrink that art down to the scale that someone's going to use it at whenever they are on mobile. So if you Google podcast art, there's a lot of different recommendations for this. I can't talk about this too much because this is something that is visual and communicating this through uh, through language, through a podcast episode about what things should look like is pretty difficult unless you're a designer. I'm sure it's a lot easier. But for this show, just know that with your art, make sure that you have it figured out um, once you start uploading all this information to Anchor. But make it super simple. Use some stuff that is very eye-catching. Make sure there's a lot of contrast. If there's like a black background, make sure that there's very bright text so that it stands out. Or if there's a white background, make sure that it's relatively dark text so that it stands out. Um, whatever you have to do to make sure that it's legible at a small scale. So next, we've talked about content format. We need to get into the minutia of the actual episodes. So your episode titles and your episode descriptions. We talked about how the title of your podcast is searchable. The description of your podcast is sometimes searchable. Your podcast art is going to convince someone that your show is reputable and they should click on it. The format is going to keep them around, um, but the episode titles are actually searchable as well. So if you go to Google and you type in um, how to grow on Twitch podcast, something that'll pop up, I think it's specifically our episode with DJ Night, which was like a 2018 episode. So I should probably go through and check out our SEO on our uh, episodes a little bit and just make sure that the titles of all of our episodes are actually searchable because they're they're not <laughs> for the most part. But um, your episode titles are searchable through Google. They can be found. So you need to do keyword research, which is search term research on what the titles of your episode should be. And they still need to fit under that umbrella of the theme that you decided for your show and the audience that you decided for your show. So if someone searches for how to podcast, that would be a really good, potentially a good title for the episode of this ep or the a good title for this episode. I cannot English, <laughs> but it might also be really bad because that one is very, very, very competitive. So there's a really good tool on um, YouTube called TubeBuddy that you can use this with, but it's not necessarily the like that tool can't really work with just using Google. So you can use keywords everywhere if you want to use Google. I'm sure there's a lot of other SEO tools that I'm not aware of, but you might, um, you definitely want to do some research as far as what your actual titles are. And if you don't use those tools, the easy way to do this is just search on Google, see how many results come up, and try to add some more search terms until you get those results down a little bit. And then that way it will make sure that you're more likely to appear in the results because it's less competitive. So we've got our episode titles and we've got our episode descriptions. Your episode descriptions are actually not searchable anywhere. So what you put in the actual descriptions doesn't really matter all that much. 
but that is a really good space to put any additional links. So in all of our episodes, you've got links to my other content, to my social media, to our Discord. Uh, If you, by the way, want to follow me anywhere, if you want to see what I make on other platforms, the links are down below in the Uh, not down below in the description. What is this YouTube? (laughs) The links are in the description for this episode. So that's pretty much it. I mean, that's pretty much A to B about what you need to know about a podcast. I know this episode isn't as long as they normally are, but that's because, because podcasting is not nearly as difficult or overwhelming as something like YouTube or streaming can be even social media. I don't even find it as difficult as social media. Like this is the easiest content that you can make ever. Make sure that if you haven't subscribed to the show yet and you are listening to this on whatever podcast platform, please subscribe to us. We'd really, really appreciate it. And if you didn't know by me talking about it in this episode, the best way that you can support this show is by reviewing us on Stitcher if you are on Android and Apple Podcasts if you are on the iPhone. If you could please, please, please leave us a review, it would mean the absolute world to me. Uh, Feel free to leave us a review and DM me on Discord. I'd love to have a little personal thank you conversation with you and get to learn a little bit more about you. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like to submit to us about the previous episodes, so if you had any questions about our YouTube episode, our Twitter episode, our Instagram episode, or this episode, with podcasting, make sure that you tweet them at me or tag me on Instagram stories, and I will answer them in a follow-up episode to come out on Monday. So keep your eye out for that. Hopefully we get some submissions from y'all. If not, I'm just not going to have that episode come out. I I don't know. We'll see what happens. I love you so much, and I'll see you next week. Oh, I mean on Monday. Okay, bye.